iHeartRadio's getting you in the mood. Yeah, that mood. Binge Sex.Life, Season 2 now. Join sexologist Morgan Penn and Hayley Sproul for a 10-episode journey into the most intimate sides of New Zealand. Morgan's putting her body on the line to find out what's going on inside and outside of the bedroom in Aotearoa. Season 2 of Sex.Life is out now. All thanks to our friends at Wild Secrets. Use the promo code Sex.Life for a 20% discount at wildsecrets.co.nz. Something in the water. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi. Good morning and welcome into a Tuesday edition of the Daily Agenda, powered by Musashi, whose protein powders can be used by the everyday gym goer, that's you and me, post-workout to help reduce muscle soreness in the morning after your last gym sesh. Purchase some from any good online sports nutrition Stores and I can vouch for that because I am in total agony anytime I even look at the gym <laughs> for the next like three days. I'm like, the other night when we were having a we had a big one at the Melbourne Cup, yeah, and I cramped up in the middle of the night, and that oh, was no. a real rude awakening. Oh no. Um, speaking of rude, let's get into the big story of the day. A photo from the World Cup of Cricket has emerged, showing Mitchell Marsh disrespecting the World Cup uh, with his feet on the World Cup and a beer in hand. Um, I know that you've been accused of a couple of things. We'll get yeah. into that in a second. Yeah. But first on the Mitchell Marsh of it all, um, where do you stand on, you know what? Well, I feel like I'm going to jump the gun on this. First of all, there's been a lot of people who were like, oh, it's a dry state, you shouldn't be drinking in there. Well, someone gave him the beer. Someone gave him the beer. And I've I, I got to be honest with you, I've been to a couple of dry places. They're not going to give a shit. Nah, there is, there, in any dry state, Particularly in India, you can always find a beer. Yeah. Yeah. They already think Mitch Marsh is a pig. This isn't going to change <laughs> their opinion of him. Uh, but there have been some allegations surfaced on the Matt and Jerry show on Radio Hodaki this morning. There's a bit of a longer piece of audio, oh. but I needed to air it out because there have been some allegations made about you, G-Lane. Tell you what was disrespectful, and I'm pleased that these people that are outraged about Mitch Marsh putting his feet on the World Cup didn't know about this, but G-Lane putting his balls on the cup. We were at this thing, <laughs> and they bought it round. They handed it into the caravan for us to do a break with it. And G-Lane rested his balls on top of it. So his feet are exactly where G-Lane put his balls. Now yeah. that's disrespectful from G-Lane. Yep. Yes. It was like if New Zealand doesn't mm. win, then Australia probably will, and they'll probably kiss the cup, and then at least I'll get some joy of knowing that they're kissing the cup where I recently had my testicular. Yep. What about G-Lane and his testicles? I know. It's good that he's got his feet on it because he's wiping off G-Lane's <laughs> ball sweat. How do you answer these allegations of uh, <clears throat> drooping your bollocks onto the uh, okay. World Cup? There is elements of truth to that story, but like everything on the on Matt and Jerry show, you know, you need it, it's a, there's a bit of sauce. There's added a bit of sauce bit to of that. Mayonnaise. There's elements of truth, and I can see where they where they came uh, came to that conclusion. I did put my nuts on a trophy. And it was Australia we were playing, but it was the Chapel Hadley trophy. Uh. And it massively backfired on me because to the theory that they say, like it came into the caravan and at the time we were under the pump against um, Australia and it was the decider in Hamilton. And it was actually Mitchell Marsh. Maybe he got caught off his boot uh, in Hamilton. It was that game. And they passed the um, Chapel Hadley in and, you know, you could see the PR person standing by the window of the caravan and he got distracted and then I don't think in a... And I was like, hey, check it out. Um, because I said, if Australia win, they're going to have to kiss my nuts. And we were like, we giggled and laughed and thought it was funny. And then we won. And it backfired because uh, Brendan McCallum kissed the trophy. <laughs> um, so we were in the caravan going, ugh. <laughs> uh. um, so, yeah, there is elements of truth there. But that is defamatory, saying that I did it on the World Cup. I'd never do such a thing on a World Cup. That is that. But... The Chapel Hadley, sure. Chapel Hadley, sure. 
because basically that's just a doorstop now because they don't even play for it. Maybe they'll, will they play for it in the T20s this summer? Hopefully. I don't know. Would you do it to the Border Gavaskar if, it, if you had Absolutely. the opportunity? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do that to the Border Gavaskar. But the whole Mitchell Marsh thing, I mean, you can do what you want. Like, like how offensive is that to Michael Jordan pashing the NBA trophy when he first won it and hugging it and taking it to bed? God knows what he did with it. Did like, you put your nuts on the NBA trophy as well? <laughs> if I had the chance, I would, because that would be funny. Um, what what a reverse curse, though. I know. I, this is I know. there is something going on with you. Obviously, we launched the Grim Lane Stay Out the Plane campaign um, because and that worked because you've been the Grim Reaper of many a World Cup. But then, when you tried to lean into your Grim Reaperness and be like, "Look, the Aussies are going to win this one," then yeah. all of a sudden we, we won. won. Do New Zealand cricket need to fund you to fly around the world drooping your nuts on various <laughs> trophies? In the hope in the hope that the opposition are going to kiss it. I dare say if you had given the, um, what's the thing, the staff that they give out for the World Test uh, Championship? I think it's just called that, isn't it? The, the staff. The, the staff the, if yeah. you had given that the old wristwatch treatment, then oh. maybe we would have won it again. You know, or we wouldn't have won it in the first place, maybe uh, if I'd yeah. done it beforehand. Anyway, look, I mean, who's upset? India? No, no one else is. I no one else gives a flying. No, India don't care about cricket right now. No, nah, but they, all they care about is is the disrespect that Australia are paying them. They rigged, they rigged this goddamn tournament, yeah. and Australia came along and took it away from them. Have you seen Jimmy? They're upset. Have you seen Jimmy Neesham's posting all the DMs he's been getting yes, lately? Because people think he's Australian. He's Australian, <laughs> and they are ripping him to bits. Well, man. it's like Joe Jury put out the the meme with the you know like the, this is the ultimate game of would you rather, and he's got the the two the arm wrestling, the classic arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, cartoon pictures and he's got one on side Australia, India. Yeah. And the amount of hate he's got for that as well. Yeah. Like, it's so good. They're just so easy to wind up. Because they find his personal account. I don't know how yeah. they do this because I, I don't think I could find Joe's personal account. He never posts on there. Yeah. And then they send him DMs, death threats. It's Joe Ray Me, by the way. Oh, Joe Ray Or is he Jovid19? Is he Jovid19? Oh, he's it to Jovid19. Sort of man. He runs a few burners. Mm. And they're threatened to kill his dog. Now, yeah. I've been, dog. Wow. Is this the follow through that we've been asking for? <laughs> <laughs> so he did have a dog. He Maybe. Told us. I don't know. All I know is they're threatening to kill Joe's dog, and Joe does not have a dog. So yeah. we'll see how we go. But yeah, I think this is much ado about nothing, but yeah. I just really wanted to tease that story out of you. So That's all right. And look, hey, that is, um, I've cleared that up now. I, I teased on social media that this is an exclusive for the Daily Agenda, yes. and I will not be repeating that story again. Please respect Lane's privacy at this time. Uh, the Formula One, there's a bit more that's come out after the debacle that was F1 Las Vegas. Oh, see, look, yeah, so you, this is the, the argument is around this debacle, and then there's some people saying it was the best race of the season. It was the best race of the season in terms that there was 82 overtakes in the, in the race. Which is what it, people want. Yeah, and the lead changed. Um, so technically it was the second uh, best race of the season in terms of overtaking. Um, and there's been heaps of people complaining about how those heaps of social media around empty restaurants and hotels and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the arguments come back that, that Formula One is, is so exclusive and expensive now. If you went to all the top hotels, they were rammed. Yeah, you Went yeah, to yeah. all the top restaurants, rammed. Yeah. Uh, and that was some of the criticisms. Like over 300 and – it was like 310,000 people really? watched over the three days. Uh, and that's more than the average – because in, in Europe it's about 200 to 225,000. That's so – well, especially considering that they weren't allowed to watch for one of the days. Yeah, there, that, there was issues around that. But, I mean, hey, that's stuff that's kind of at, out of their hands really. I mean, yeah. they sucked up the – a kind of a drain cover at 200 kilometres an hour. I mean, that, that's yeah. un- unfortunate. But they had all sorts of uh, weird shit going on at the start. Like, the merchandise apparently went off. Um, Lewis Hamilton's got his Plus 44 collection, his own collection of clothing. Right. And he did, a, like, a full 
um, he had a full pop-up shop and like a fashion parade. Yeah. And Sotheby's held a private auction um, before the uh, Formula One. They sold Tom Brady's last NFL jersey for 1.4 million US. Like they just had all these rich people there and go, right, let's, let's suck them dry. I've, and, I've heard the story before. And but- they sold Lewis Hamilton's. 2013 F1 car for 18 million US. F1 car? Yes. What do you do with that? I don't know. Stick it in your... You put it in your lobby. Yeah, yeah, stick it in your lobby. Or you stick it in the garage and if you learn how to... Because surely you get it as an operational F1 car for 18 million US. You'd give it at least one blast. Yeah. (laughs) Just in the garage, surely. Um... But uh, no, that, that Tom Brady one, what if he comes out of retirement again? Remember that guy who spent a million dollars on Tom <laughs> oh, Brady's yes. last football and then yeah. he came out of retirement the next day? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, and um, they were saying that it's, it's that one issue with the Las Vegas one is, is it's actually just, it's full of tourists. There's no locals. They haven't engaged the locals. Mm. The ticket, it is the most expensive um, three-day pass in Formula One at mm. uh, 1,600 US. Uh, for three days, so that's kind of around the two and a half grand, three grand, or whatever, just yeah. to go to a three day. The cheapest is Hungary, <laughs> hundred and eighty four US will get you the three days. Yeah. Australia is pretty cheap as well, two hundred and seventy six US a for day. the three da- for the three days. For the three days, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just like a embankment pass. That's like, great. Yeah, so that's affordable. But Miami's not far off, uh, twelve hundred US for a three day pass. So um, they've kind of they've, they've been accused of price gouging uh, a little bit. Yeah, uh, on that, but. Um, the, uh, I was, was interested to know that um, the the guys that own it, uh, what is it? What are they, what's their Liberty Media, who bought it for like forty four million, uh, oh, 4.4 billion in two thousand sixteen. But now they've, they've tripled, almost ten times that now because yeah. of, of um, basically drive to survive and, and everything else. But they purchased uh, a massive block of land um, at Las Vegas, like what was it three three hundred thousand square foot permanent. Paddock has been built, so there was an empty block off mm. the off the strip. Liberty Media bought it and turned it into a formula, a permanent Formula One paddock. So they spent, I think they spent five hundred million on building, and apparently it is mean. It's got like um, every team's got a permanent setup. They've got hospitality for their sponsors, uh, and for the first time, um, oh, so they bought that piece of land for two hundred and forty million last year and transformed it into this permanent. I can't even find them. It's it's insane. Um, but also for the first time, um, Liberty Media promoted this event. They didn't accept a hosting fee from Las Vegas like they do with other cities. You get a hosting fee and the city promotes it. What, so the city pays Formula One to yes. have it there? Yeah, yeah, and then they promote it yeah. and they take all the revenue associated oh, yeah, yeah. with that. This is the first one where Liberty Media have gone, like, we're going to Vegas, we're going to promote it ourselves, we're going to we control all the commercial, blah, blah, blah. We're going to invest $500 million in a paddock, yeah. <laughs> a permanent paddock. We're going to do all this. Uh, but they control all the commercial side of it. So that's quite interesting. And they only yeah. do that, I think they only do that for two races. Um, so you can kind of potentially see where it's going to go. But there you go. It was, it was, I mean, it was showtime. And Liberty Media, they know how to, they know how to make money and yeah. they know how to innovate. And, you know, they, they're ruffling the feathers of the traditionalists. But the thing is, that's not going to grow their sport, appealing no. to your old motorheads. What's going to grow the sport? Is grown to the middle masses of America who see Shaq on the fucking yeah. uh, pit walk. Uh, they see, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, they see they see all that and they go, "Fuck, this is cool." They don't give a shit about actually purity, the purity of racing like nah, these guys are going on about. Nah, make it a spectacle for the guys who jumped on board after Drive to Survive. Yeah, which there are many. Exactly, and that is and that is credited. And you got Max Verstappen, who was like old strap on, was fucking hating it. He was saying it was a fucking show. Knock it all down. Yeah. It's horrible. He got into his car. He was wearing an Elvis jumpsuit 
in his car when he got in. So he must have leaned into it slightly. Crossed, crossed the finish line and went, Viva oh, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> so it really changed his tune. What anyway. is his best deodorant, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Speaking of billionaires, there is a billionaire in town at the moment, an American billionaire. Yep. He has been spotted sl- slipping into town. He goes by the name of Bill Foley. Otherwise known as Axel. Yeah, he, um, he is 78 years old. Yep. He owns the EPL team uh, Bournemouth, and he yep. owns the NHL franchise in Las Vegas as well, the Golden Knights. Rumours are he's here to look at bringing the A-League team to Auckland. So this has been talked about for a while, the yes. A-League team in Auckland. Um, there's been rumours about the Zuru Wounders and Ali Williams uh, teaming up to, to buy it. There's been rumours about the Allbirds guy, the guy that started Allbirds. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he's a former uh, All-White. Yes, yep. yep. And then uh, Lee Hart also, obviously, the Snacker oh, Changi Empire. Oh, the, the mogul. Yeah, the, the mogul. The, the beer and chip mogul. The beer and... Chip the, mogul and sausage mogul. The pub snack mogul <laughs> um, apparently has is, is entered the fray as well. It's a $27 million licensing fee and $5 million operating cost, they reckon, but it'll be very interesting to have a billionaire involved in New Zealand sport, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, mate, that'd be great. I mean... Next to um, Saudi Arabian investment, yeah. it's up there. That's yeah. what we need. We need a billionaire to come here and just treat it like a bit of a, a bit playground. Of, a bit of a playground. Get some big players in. It's kind of what's happened to the Breakers because they were they were bought by a, a, an America a bunch of yeah. Americans, yes. an American consortium. Well, maybe we should get old get Axel Foley. <laughs> He's obviously got a bit of cash. Yeah, get him to invest in a waterfront stadium, and yeah. then they can base themselves in there, yeah. and then just. He can just really come in and just start swinging his big old billionaire knob around. Yeah, that would be. That's how you do it, Foley. And while you're at it, could you build us the um, ACC sports bar, please? Yes. Yeah, the ACC <laughs> like club rooms. That's all we want. Yeah, that's all we goddamn want. Okay. I, I don't think we're asking too much no, at all. Exactly. Uh, so I, for one, welcome Bill Foley to our shores. Yep. Uh, I have a conspiracy theory to run past you from the NBA. Is it? A- oh God. Ooh. Is it a conspiracy or is it? Did it happen? Well, this is this is the thing. Okay, go for it. Kelly Oubre Jr., who is arguably one of the better-looking blokes in the NBA, um, just rich blue eyes. Yeah. He's been ruled out for at least six weeks after being hit by a car on his bike. Oh yeah. Police say, however, that they are yet to find any evidence of the crash. Local businesses where he crashed have yep. checked their CCTV footage over the period, and they can't find anything. Kelly Oubre Jr., he plays for the 76ers. Uh, he is on a $3 million contract for this year, so he will need another contract next year. Yep. Um, he's known to be a big mountain bike guy. Posts a lot on his Instagram about yes. mountain biking. Conspiracy theory is he crashed his bike going off a sweet jump up the hill, and then he claimed that he got hit by a car to avoid forfeiting some of his salary, of which it is three mil, which sounds like a lot. But when you're an NBA player, like – some of these guys are making 15, some of them are making $40 million a year. So, but also, I'd say that in his contract, it would have said he can't mountain bike, surely. Yes, 100%. No, no extreme sports. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of them have, most of them have their contracts. Famously, back in the day, Andrew Bynum, who played with Kobe Bryant, he blew his knee out bowling. Yeah. So, so he was going temping bowling. and oh, they, they tore I was like, cricket? He's no, made cricket. No, Jeez, no. what's he doing playing cricket? Yeah, That's not t- extreme. He, he was trying the wrong one and he uh, blew his ACL out and they tore his contract <laughs> up. This is why whenever an NBA player gets hurt, and to be honest, any um, professional athlete, yeah. they get hurt, they say things like they slipped in the shower or you yeah. know they fell down some stairs or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, Dougie Bracehall had a good one. I think he, he fell over and fell into a glass coffee table or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I want to know more about the Glenn Maxwell injuries where he fell off the back of the golf cart. I don't he- know. That's quite humiliating. <clears throat> I think they front-footed that one. <laughs> like that is falling off the back of a golf cart, you know that they've 
they're mucking around. Yeah, the like, Jesse yeah. Jesse Ryder um Jesse Ryder Cup. That's up there with member Robert Allenby, no. who was an Australian golfer, and um, it was in Hawaii, and um, he he woke up and he was covered in bruises and a black eye, and he came out and he couldn't play the next day and said that he'd been kidnapped. <laughs> and his caddy came out and went, Oh, I no, do remember this. No, you're at the Rippers. You oh, at, I remember he, this. And he yes. got a hiding at the Rippers because he didn't pay his bill. That's right. Uh, and then he had to come out and go, Oh, yeah, true. I was at the Rippers. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I didn't get kidnapped. I was at the Rippers. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that yeah. guy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I reckon, I don't know. I think this is going to get swept under the carpet, but I also do feel like that's exactly what's happened as he crashed his mountain bike. Isn't there footage, though, isn't footage come out yeah. of his his doorbell? You know the doorbell cameras these yeah, days? The ring Someone's doorbells. got hold of the camera, which is scary, of him walking in his front door with yes. his bike yes. the now, night, of the, night of the alleged accident. Yes. Now, what doesn't pass the sniff test there is how did they get hold of that footage? Yeah. I reckon he's released that because the footage starts very cleanly with him and it's like, you know when you're filming something, your mate doing some dumb shit and he's he's like, should I go? Go? And then you're like, yeah, and action. And then he goes, ah! There's that moment oh. just before he walks in. It looks a little bit staged. Oh, he's, he's released it because he's in pain. And then he, well, because he walks up to the door, opens the door and then goes, ah, and his missus goes, are you okay? And he goes, I got hit by a car. And she goes, you got hit by a car? I got hit by a car. It almost seems like. All oh, right, it's a stage. It's something that Better Call Saul might advise you to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't know. action. Yeah. Ah, I got hit by a car. Sorry, can we do that one more time? I just oh, didn't yeah, believe yeah. it. Um, so <laughs> That's anyway. true, actually. It's like, yeah, he must have released that. Yeah. No one's got else has got access to your doorbell a, a, camera. How would you, as an NBA player, let that leak to the media? <laughs> your your doorbell. Um, so I'd, yeah, I don't I'd know. love to be a like crisis management person in the NBA. I like you would make a killer. It'd be so good. It'd be so you've had you've had to deal with some outrageous shit. I mean, not only as guys like flinging around guns yep. in the back of cars on Instagram you've, you've live, got dudes, dudes faking injuries on mountain bikes, knocking up porn stars. Yeah, you got three. You got three ways going on. You got porn stars in different states who are pregnant. Yeah. It's ah, yeah. so good. It is wild. It would be hilarious as well. Just the yarns you would have to, <laughs> yeah, you would have to spin. So I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if we heard more about that. I also wouldn't be shocked if we never heard about that again. No, so no, no. We'll we, see we, we need to bring in the sweep under the carpet yeah. uh, division of uh, PR. Yeah, whitewash, um, whitewash investigation. Yeah, bring dust them off. Uh, just finally, Ed, Ed and Finua Blake, the story had come out that he had requested a trade or he wanted out of the yep. uh, Warriors, sought an immediate release from his deal. Uh, but then he had a meeting with the Warriors. They convinced him to see out the 2024 season. The release was requested, apparently, as um, parents are crook. Uh, but according to the Daily Telegraph, the Warriors have come out with a, a, a number of stipulations for if they're going to release him. Yeah. Um, so he said he wants to go to Sydney. So one of these stipulations is, okay, if we let you go, you better be going to fucking Sydney. We don't want to see you at the Broncos. We don't want to see you, you know, down in yeah. Newcastle. If you're going to go, you, you're only going to Sydney. And then they've also said that he has to go to a club with salary cap space to sign him, which immediately, initially I was like, what? That's weird. But then when you look at the teams that can do that, that rules out your Roosters, Panthers, Broncos, yes. Melbourne Storm. That basically leaves shit teams like the Bulldogs or the Dragons who can sign him. So the Warriors are saying, we think we can go quite deep this year. Yep. So if we're going to release you, it will not be to one of the competitors. You're going to go to one of the salad See, doors. I like that. Yeah. See, that's how you run a professional outfit. Yeah. See, you've got to squeeze out the benefits because yeah. they signed him up for three years. They deserve it. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Outside not getting any money, which is kind of stupid that you don't get any money for releasing a yeah. top player, this is good. 
I yeah. like this and I like the play. So I think so too. Yeah. I would even go a step further and obviously if his parents are crooked this is a horrible thing to do but I would make it such a hostile environment for him to leave that he has no choice but to stay. Yeah. But, he, okay, you can leave. He's going to leave and he goes, oh, fuck, I've only got offers from the Bulldogs. Isn't yeah. It? And he's like, ring the midi and go, yeah. We could oh, yeah, one more year. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta drive like three hours across the city because you're gonna want to live in like the northern beaches or something. Yeah. Now I gotta drive out to West Auckland, <laughs> yeah, uh, West yeah. Sydney. Yeah, I, I reckon it's great. Just create such a hostile environment that it's better for him to stay here than and, to leave. And it's good and it actually shows who's in charge as well, because that move from him was a shit move yeah. to start with. Because yeah. he obviously wanted a year off his contract. Yeah. So I I respect that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, that'll do us for today. A Tuesday edition of the Daily Agenda powered by Musashi. We'll be back tomorrow with another half baked sports idea and we will see you then. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi.